It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Our guest today has a greater understanding about Auburn's quarterback situation after talking to several of the folks competing for the starting job. And also, we will predict Auburn's path to the SEC Tournament Championship. All that and more on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every Wednesday for a War Report Wednesday, the one and only Mike G. Since we've last talked, Mike G, you have talked to two of Auburn's quarterbacks on the War Report um, TJ Finley released earlier this week, the conversation with him, Robbie Ashford the week before that. What kind of insight have you picked up on after these two conversations? Zach, the hard work is back, and we have a competition brewing okay. uh, in that quarterback room. Uh, Robbie Ashford gave us some insights into why he made the decision he made to leave Oregon and come to Auburn. He talked about really you know, what was told to him uh, by Coach Harson, you know he was brought here for a reason. He's been given a chance to compete. He plans to make the most of that opportunity yeah. to compete. You know, TJ Finley feels like he's got a leg up on the other guys, having been in the system and understanding what the expectations are. You know, he had uh, he get, he's given a lot of grace to this coaching staff uh, for year one. He talked about it during the interview. Hey, listen, it's the SEC West. Everybody needs time to grow and learn. He feels like that's been happening. Uh, but but aside from that, he marked uh, his biggest area for improvement as consistency. He understands that he's got to be more consistent. Uh, he's got to be uh, uh, more consistent, and been, he's been making strides this offseason to be a better leader. He talked about going to get guys out of their room to go throw, and he doesn't go to throw without telling the other quarterbacks that he's going to throw. So, you know, they're really building some camaraderie in there, but ultimately only one guy can start. It's a competition. So uh, it looks like we've got a pretty good quarterback room. And I would say probably, Zach, maybe the first real QB competition we've seen in, you know, it, yes, uh, since I don't know when, right? Yeah, was Bo and Joey a few years ago legitimate? Like, was that an actual Absolutely competition? Not. It, Absolutely The not. farther we get away from it, the more it's like probably not, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and throw Bo and Malik in there as well, too. That wasn't really a competition. Uh, Stidham you know, people, and Sean White, like, probably not. It seemed like it was Stidham from the get-go. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, now, Stidham was clearly the better guy. Um, and I, because you know, I was never a real big Sean White fan. Dude, I was. But, Holy cow, I was. Yeah, I was a Sean was a White truther. I just wasn't a big uh, Sean White fan. But Stidham was, you know, he had the tape. Coming in, he had the tape. Right. And, you know, he was one of the best deep ball throwers in the country after his freshman year at Baylor. Don't know what happened uh, to that, but he was a good quarterback here. Yeah, he was a real good quarterback. And they were one SEC championship game away from the playoff. Yep. Taking Auburn to their first playoff. So this, this QB competition is going to be fierce. It's going to be competitive, and it's gonna. I feel like it's going to be fair. Now, 
Uh, was it fair before? Depending on who you asked, you know, Bo was the best guy. Seeing Malik Willis perform at the Combine tells me, you know, there's some question. That's questionable at least. At the very least, we can ask but, ourselves. But I don't even think Malik was given a shot. I mean, it was down to, to Bo and Joey in the spring, and Malik's like, yeah, I don't have a chance here. Like, I don't, I don't even think he was in actually competing for the number two spot. It seemed like the best he could get was the number three spot. Uh, yeah, you know, if you if you read the comments that he made on the quarterback competition, he essentially said he was told, we're not going with you. And he wasn't told explicitly why. He did. Um, he did assume why. Now, he said he had some work to do in the film room. He wasn't taking his film very seriously. That's not feedback that was given to him. I just find it kind of odd that a guy that was self-aware enough to know why he didn't get the job somehow couldn't be coached into a, you know, a old regime competitor for the job. Yeah. It's old regime, but, not relevant anymore. But Yeah, didn't understand it, but you know, now we got a real competition going on. So going into watching your interview with Robbie Ashford, mm-hmm. the question I was asking myself really since he announced he was transferring to Auburn up into that video, and, and I don't know if the video really answered it, Mike G, but it I, I'm leaning more one way versus the other. You know, the question was, does he have a legitimate shot to win the job? Is he here to compete and win the job? And he certainly appears to seem like he has a shot at it. And I don't know, I don't know how legit that is. I hope it is legit, but like that's that's still a question where I'm like, okay, if Robbie Ashford balls out and absolutely kills it, can he be in a situation to beat out Zach Calzada in the fall? Like that's still a question that I have. Do you feel like you know the answer to that question after talking to him a little bit? Yeah, I think he does have a legit shot to win the okay. job. Now, uh, everybody's area from for improvement, it, it, there, there, we don't have any question marks over who needs to do what to improve. Uh, TJ Finley needs uh, to be more consistent, more accurate. Uh, he's not as mobile as the other quarterback, so he knows what he's got to do. He's got to get the football out of his hands. He's got to know where he's going with the football. He's got to be able to read defenses. You know, being able to escape the pocket is not going to be a facet to his game that he's going to be able to lean on. You know, for D. Davis, uh, he's kind of in the same boat that Ashford is is in. He's spent one year in college. He did not see the field. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's had limited opportunities, but it's it's going to be a race to just absorb the system. Calzada probably... What I would say, uh, if not for the uh, shoulder surgery, would have been the front runner. But he's going to be ve- extremely limited this spring, uh, so that's a lot of reps that's going to go to somebody else. So, it, so one of these guys is going to get a chance to make a move up that depth chart. I believe this quarterback battle is going to go well into the fall into fall camp. I find it highly unlikely with Calzada hurt that we come out of spring. Right with them announcing a quarterback. But I, do I, I don't think see the benefit. I don't see the benefit of them announcing a guy after spring. I don't care how impressive they are. There's no reason to at this point of the offseason. Yeah. yeah. The reports on Ashford are that uh, maybe he's needs to work on his touch a little bit on shorter passes, on short and intermediate passes. Uh, he's got a cannon. Sure. He can throw the ball. And uh, his deep ball looks good. The people have been raving about his deep ball. But, you know, when you're trying to hit those short passes and you can't throw with touch, you make the catch a lot harder for your receivers. Right. So 
Uh, that's where, you know, we saw a lot of that from Bo last season. Mm-hmm. So he, he's he's got to work on that. And, you know, I'm sure he's getting that feedback in, in real time here. But I think if he improves on that, this is he's got just as good a shot as anybody. I'm there with you. And I think that if, if that is true, I think that's great for the Auburn quarterback situation moving forward. Hey, Auburn basketball's path to winning an SEC tournament championship, it could be easier than some folks are saying. We'll get Mike G's thoughts on that in just a moment. But man, do I love March Madness and I love all the brackets. But I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money playing this. So this year, I'm hedging my bets with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. NCAA, um, Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems. They pit the star players against each other. An amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take back control from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. And check out Stat Hero as they give you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Four times more often. Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who and what you're going up against. So be sure to check it out for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That is stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Can't beat that. Terms and conditions, of course, they apply. Also, today's show brought to you by Fetch Me. Of course, we all know and love Fetch Me Home Delivery. They've all really gotten us out of a pickle when we've had a long day and uh, you, you needed to order dinner for your family or just for you, whatever it may be, or you've been out at the office and you just couldn't get away. Fetch Me is taking care of that. But now they are delivering alcohol and spirits right to your door. Just go to fetchmealcohol.com and they will have Whatever beverage you need to your door in a short amount of time. And want to encourage folks, if there is a place in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area where you typically buy your alcoholic beverages from, you should tell them, hey, go to fetchmealcohol.com and sign up to partner with Fetch Me so then you can start getting your products delivered. So they've got thousands of different products there, all at fetchmealcohol.com. Mike G, before we jump into more things, how uh, how can people check out everything you have going on at The War Report? Uh, just head on over to YouTube. Yeah, hit subscribe. We are The War Report on YouTube. Uh, you can find us uh, at The War Report on every single social media platform as well. Uh, but we've got a lot of good things going this offseason. Uh, we will be on site for the SEC tournament. So Ooh. Ike is going down to cover the tournament. Uh, he'll be there hopefully all weekend. <laughs> Um, yeah. but, uh, Auburn kicks the tournament off on Friday and, uh, yeah, we've got just a lot of great coverage this off season. So, um, we're doing a quarterback series. So look out for more interviews with players who will be competing for jobs this spring. Uh, just a lot of great stuff coming this spring. Absolutely. Mike G Auburn's path to another SEC tournament championship. It could be easier than a lot of people are saying. And the reason I say that Mike G is because, a lot of people are still worried about that Florida matchup, that potential Florida matchup that could take place on Friday. But I think there's a very real chance that Texas A&M beats Florida. And I think Auburn matches up very well against Texas A&M. But even if the Aggies do not beat the Gators and Auburn has to play Florida again, I still really like Auburn in that matchup. I just don't think that there's a chance that they could shoot that poorly again and I think their defense is going to hold up and travel really, really well. And so mm-hmm. this is one I'm not concerned about. 
And then also, you know, this has kind of been something because Zepp Jasper came on here earlier in the week and talked a little smack to Arkansas. Then Arkansas people found it. It's kind of gone viral in Arkansas circles. But okay, did you see that? I didn't. I missed it. What do you say? I mean, he essentially said like he can't. He can't. He's they're pumped to like beat the crap out of Arkansas. Oh, I mean, is that, is that a hot take? Really? I don't know. I don't know. That's but you know, people are like, you know, people clipped it and they're like tagging the Arkansas basketball program in it and stuff. <laughs> Good, good. Whatever, whatever. Great, great for uh, my analytics guys. Thank you for watching Arkansas fans. But, you know, as far as the whole, um, you know, that potential rematch, I don't think it's a given that they beat LSU. And I think Auburn would much rather play LSU than Arkansas. Am I off on that? No, I no, you're not. This is the most competitive we've ever seen the SEC in basketball. Uh, there are a lot of good teams. We've got six strong tournament teams with uh, two French teams who couldn't make a case to come off the bubble and get in on the back end. So Florida is definitely one of those teams. Uh, I would probably uh, throw Texas A&M in there as well. If they, if they somehow made a run all the way to the SEC championship game, they could possibly make a case. If they won it all, obviously they would be an automatic bid. But um you know, it's wide open. So you're right in that in those first rounds, uh, any it's anybody's game. Now, right. as far as Florida is concerned, I'm not concerned about playing them again at all. Why not? I agree and with you. I, you. I just, just want to hear your reasoning. Yeah, I, I, my reasoning is the same as yours. The chances of us shooting that poorly again against them. Yeah. Uh, now they got us. They got us in the swamp. Right. Right. Like we're not going back down there. This is. You know, we may be in Florida, but it's not in Gainesville. So uh, I just think that this team, and I asked, I was actually on a press presser with Bruce Pearl uh, earlier today. And I asked, you know, hey, it's you're in get it done or go home mode now. You got to win every game or there's not another game. Right. So, you know, offensively, what do you do? Do you, do you try to run the offense more through Jabari Smith or – uh, according by his own words, he's saying Jabari wins his matchup every night. Yeah. What they need is they need other guys to start to win their matchups more consistently. Uh, or do you do you lean on and just trust that these other guys are going to start to win their matchups and keep doing what you've been doing all season? Right. So they'll have to adjust in real time. He understands that Jabari is going to have to play a bigger role here in the postseason, but he believes in playing ten guys deep. We're going to see Chris Moore start to get some some time here. I hope gonna, so. Gosh, I hope so. Up. Yeah, so I'm not sure uh, Flanagan has been, you know, he's kind of been an offensive liability for them at times. I, I I, like us in a rematch against Florida. And particularly, I just don't think, uh, I don't think that Kessler's going to be in foul trouble again. And there were so many things that just kind of played into Florida's hands. But mm -hmm. I can honestly say, Every game that we've lost this season, it's more about Auburn playing down than other teams playing up because our defense has been solid in, in, in every loss. Yeah, and, and I think that element disappears when the team Auburn's playing against isn't the home team. Because, you, I mean, you, you know, you, you, all these teams that have, like, not played in front of a full stadium all season – all of a sudden, they've got an energized crowd because the top five teams coming in town. And so, 
I mean, it's the Kentucky effect. It's what's happened with Kentucky for, you know, as long as we've been alive, they're always good. And so that would be the loudest I would ever see Auburn Arena or Beardy's Coliseum if you want to go back a little bit. I mean, even that place would be close to full and Auburn was terrible. But when Kentucky came into town, everybody came up, and suited up, ready to cheer on the Tigers. So um, Auburn's just getting that effect now. Yeah, Look, I'll give you a stat, though. Okay. Um, if yeah, Auburn yeah. is, is Auburn is plus 40% from the field, I think it's over. They win this. Yeah, I think it's over. It's over. And every every loss that we've had, we've been sub forty percent shooting. Yeah. Um. And over the first half of the season, they were steadily over uh a forty percent. And then you know over the back half of SEC play, those percentages started to drop. Now we were forty three percent versus UConn, mm. but in SEC play, all the losses have come when we have shot for at forty exactly or lower. So. Now, if they can get that going, and that's you're talking about a few shots, a few shots that we normally right. hit where some players like well, uh, Wendell and, um, you know, and even uh, Flanagan. KD, Allen. Yeah, all kinds games. of guys, right? Like, yeah, you know, they're going two for 10 and KD going like one for eight or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see that happening, you know, once we get into the tournament. I'm there with you. Devin Cambridge. I mean, if one of these guys just shoots a little bit better, I mean, Auburn's undefeated. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's so. just not. It's really fluky kind of thing. Uh, so I, I just don't expect those guys to have those types of games. You know, if, if Wendell Green hits one more three, mm-hmm. right? Like that kind of, I mean, that's how close these games have been. And if you look at the top 10, Auburn and Duke are the only teams in the top 10 currently that haven't been beat by double digits. How about that? This season, nobody's beating us by double digits. Yeah, yeah, and and in something where everything's close, um, I like the team that has Jabari Smith on it. I like the team that is coached by Bruce Pearl, and I like the team that has been in constant close games and prevailed in the vast majority of them. I think that's going to be something that's really, really beneficial for the Tigers moving forward. Which team in the SEC tournament should are you most concerned with from a matchup standpoint against Auburn? Mine's Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Mine's Kentucky. Yeah. I, I think they're playing really. And I said it after Auburn beat Kentucky when we were doing the postgame show uh, for ESPN 106.7 during the season. And I kind of got some pushback on this, Mike G. But I was like, we're, we're probably going to have to play them again. Auburn is probably going to have to play those guys again. And I don't feel super confident about it. I said that right after the matchup. And I, I still stand by that. Yeah. Uh, Sheboy is a force. Right. I mean, he's great. Uh, and if Ty Ty's healthy, if you ask Kentucky fans, if Ty Ty's healthy, no other team ever has a shot. Right. Correct. But yes. um, I, I, I am Kentucky is the team that scares me. Um, they're still the most loaded with talent. Um, and I know that we lost to Tennessee and Arkansas. But, you know, honest, honestly, I just think it took really bad performances from us to uh, for them to win those games. So. Uh, it's got to be Kentucky. That's yeah. got to be the team that you're worried about doing this. And right. they're going to be highly motivated in that one to try to you know, get some revenge. Right. Mike G, a lot of Auburn basketball fans, they're playing this weird game. I'd love to get your thoughts on it in a moment if you're okay All with right. that. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, today's show brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here. It's upon us with Selection Sunday coming up this Sunday. As soon as that bracket is up, Monday morning, you need to go to runyourpool.com because trust us, They are the best place to run your bracket pools, hence their name. 
Seriously, though, they have such awesome customizable features regarding scoring. It's very, very easy to use. The interface at runyourpool.com is excellent. So regardless, uh, you know, if it's your family group that you want to set up or your friends or if you have a fantasy league that you kind of do these things with, workplace, whatever it may be, go to runyourpool.com. They're the best. We've done our research. We are running our brackets there. So go to runyourpool.com slash locked on and you compete against us and you can win cash prizes. So be sure to check that out at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, enter the code purebadness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. That is runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win some cash money, people. And also, Make sure you are ready. If you plan on betting on March Madness, get ready to go at betonline.net. It is the best place to wager on all of the madness happening throughout March and April. So head over there, betonline.net. You will not regret it. All right, Mike G. A lot of Auburn basketball fans, they're playing a weird game. And let me know if you've seen it. A lot of people are asking the question of like, okay, how far does Auburn need to go for this to be a successful season? Or if they lose at any point in the tournament, when is it considered a failure? And to me, that's just a really weird mindset. And y'all call me out all the time, you know, uh, about, you know, approaching things weird, and that's fine. We all have different ways that we approach things mentally. But people asking the question, like, if they lose in the round of 32, is this season a failure? Like, that is just such an interesting approach to what's about to happen over the next few weeks. Yeah. Are you seeing that? No, I'm not seeing it. Really? I've seen it on Twitter and and heard it on uh, some of the local radio shows here. I don't know if you can... As well, I, I will say losing in the round of 32, if you're a one seed, is definitely going to be really disappointing. Um. Uh, we still project pretty tough uh, in the if we uh, were in the east if we're in the east region, which is uh, Philadelphia. Uh, but I, I gotta say, I don't know if I would go as far as calling the season a failure if we lost, especially when you in a season where you've got probably uh, a potential number one draft pick, you win your conference, um, you know, you, you possibly win the SEC tournament sure. crown, yeah. You know, can you really call that season a failure? I think if you were looking at the whole body of work, while it would be disappointing, anything can happen in the tournament. Right. Uh, so if we're guaranteed now, I will say for us to call the, the season a complete success, we've got to make it to the Elite Eight with this squad. The Elite Eight is your is, is your yeah. point. Yeah, it's to me, it's it's not all or nothing. It's not, you know, it's not. Yeah, elite eight or complete bust. Okay, right. I think that a lot of uh, fans could stomach a loss in the elite eight because by that time you're probably you know with some team that matches up pretty evenly in terms of talent and coaching. Sure. Uh, through those first th- two rounds, if you're a um, a one seed, you should be able to clear that. That's what the blue bloods are doing. Um, you know, I I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would. I would I would venture to say that most of the time those one one and two seeds are making it through to the Sweet Sixteen a good percentage of the time. Yeah, they survived that first weekend. That's such a big part of it. So I mean, I'm there with you. It's weird to me that folks are asking this question because it's like you have a championship, you have a ring, 
And this could be a type of season that does a lot of things. I mean, you mentioned having the number one overall draft pick. That's a big deal. That's a program changer. And, I mean, Bruce has another championship under his belt. So, I mean, to me, I don't think it matters what happens. I mean, just survive the first weekend, I guess. I mean, I think that's important. But, I mean, it's 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 been a ride already. Yeah, it, listen, we're uh, I had I did a podcast with our guy Auburn memes uh, from Twitter, and <laughs> yes. we talked about new bloods versus blue bloods, and at what point is a blue blood no longer a blue blood? Okay, and at what point does a, a new blood or what qualifies as a new blood, and at what point does a new blood cross that threshold into you know a blue blood? Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn, I think. They are is firmly established as a new blood if you make the sweet 16 this year. Yeah. I mean, that's two and you know, three tries. That's a very good rate. And we don't know what would happen in the COVID canceled season as well, too. That team was definitely gonna make the tournament. No doubt. Um, uh, but uh we would have had I think we would have had to sit that one out per per the rule, per the uh terms of the the uh the th- the, the the self-imposed sanctions. So we may not have been able to go to a uh, to the postseason, but but still, that well, the sanctions team, didn't come till after that. Did it? Okay, because I, I I'm I wasn't sure on the timeline. I just know that team won 25 games, right? So yeah, they were eligible. At, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, you're looking at uh, at uh, making the tournament every year, uh, being a four seed or higher every year, and then going making those deep runs consistently into the tournament establishes you as a new blood. I don't think you can be a blue blood without a championship under your belt. I think you got to win a championship to be a blue blood. Uh, now, Bruce Pearl, we interviewed him. He said he's not really interested in being a blue blood. He just wants to win. <laughs> right. He said, uh, you know, he said, you those can things have go that. together though, coach, those things go together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's not, he's not going to get a choice in the matter if he wins. Um, but uh, he's establishing a culture where they're producing one and dones every year. Uh, every year, his best player goes to the NBA now. So yeah. uh, I, I think next year won't be any different. Uh, but, but Auburn is definitely in new blood status. And uh, I don't think there's there's not a whole lot. Unless you blow it like Virginia, like that's a failure of a season. If you lose to a 16 seed as a one, right. that's a failure. Yeah, or if you lose <laughs> right. to a 15 as a two. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 a big L for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it invalidates a lot of what you did prior. But, you know, losing in the round of 32, you know, if some team plays out of their mind for some reason that game, I don't think you could invalidate all their accomplishments this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking like that's what Auburn's team did the last time they run, they won the regular season. They they mm-hmm. shared it with Tennessee. You know, they beat College of Charleston and then, you know, got blown out by Clemson in the round of 32. And it's like, okay, well, you know, Auburn got to hang a banner in basketball for the first time in forever. Like, that was a big deal. So, I mean, it was, it was a different kind of perspective mm-hmm. at that point. But, I mean, this team, you know, if they don't go to the Final Four, they will always have that question of, man, what if they would have gotten hot and turned it on a little bit later in the season instead of, you know, when they did. I mean, that'll always be a question that circles this team, I think, regardless. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that makes it a failure or a bummer or, you know, a success or anything like that. I mean, I just think this team has already kind of elevated the program. And I think anytime you do that, that's a success. Yeah, you can't look at the talent and the the results and look at where they came from and and, and go straight to failure. It can't be championship or, or bust. Because yeah. other teams are going to have a say in 
that discussion. And sometimes, right. you know, th- that team just plays better than you. U- ultimately, what you look for is effort, Zach. And uh, Bruce Pearl has said You're going to get effort. Yeah, we're going to we we may lose, but it's not going to be because we were resting on our laurels. That's that's a Bruce Pearl way. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Mike G, one more time. How can people check out everything you got going on at The War Report? Very simple. Go to YouTube, search The War Report, hit subscribe, join as a patron. We got a lot of stuff, great stuff going on there. We're on every social media platform. So catch us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TW Report on TikTok. Yep. Yeah, be sure to check them out. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackman. You can check out all of our written work at AuburnDaily.com. Tomorrow, I will be joined by Auburn tight end John Samuel Shanker. He talks about the offseason, preview spring practice, and a whole lot more. All that on tomorrow's Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.